Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. Today's episode is an Instagram Live replay of my conversation with Jashan Mundy. Jashan is a 24-year-old living in Brampton, and he works in tech sales by day and is an investor and financial educator by night. In this episode, we talk all about the importance of having money conversations. Because if you never talk about money with your friends, parents, and coworkers, then you'll never be able to learn how to effectively manage your own money. And that's the reason why in this episode, you'll learn about the importance of money conversations, how to initiate them, and how you can start having more money conversations with the people around you so that you can educate yourself and help educate others. If you want to learn more about this, keep on listening. Hey, Michael, what's up? Hey, Jason, long time no chat. How's it going? Good, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm enjoying the outdoors a lot. Uh, just like working outside on the patio. Uh, it's great. I hate winter. <laughs> I know it's a lot better to, especially I've been working outside as well. So the weather is getting better. So it's, I, yeah, I don't like winter either being stuck inside of a house all the time. Yes, exactly. You can now finally get some outdoors and like do more fun activities on the weekend. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, so why don't you tell us or the listeners a bit more about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, you know, appreciate you uh, bringing me on and you know having this having this super important conversation and all that about money. Um, but aside from that, just me personally, I've been uh, investing uh, since I was 19 years old. Kind of jumped in, started investing in the stock market, um, and then slowly but surely started jumping into investing in real estate. And now I kind of juggle both things, but um, in short, I'm 24 years old, uh, live in Brampton, born and raised here, um, tech sales by day, and then financial educator, investor, coach, whatever you want to call me by night. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. Amazing. And why don't you tell us about like why you decided to start your personal finance social media accounts? Like you have an Instagram, I think you, you also have a TikTok as well. Like what was your like purpose and reasoning to... Uh, start these accounts yeah it was more of just like a, a passion thing I mean I didn't really have like a specific direction with it in the beginning it was just mm -hmm. you know I wanted you know although I had a, a job and everything and, and no, I, you know I like I enjoy my career and all that but I went, wanted to do something aside from you know just my career I wanted something on the side of my own as well and so I thought it would be pretty easy to you know start up a social media page for free and just start posting content and seems like people have been loving it ever since and <laughs> kind of garnered a, an audience there and you know, I've been enjoying it ever since. Yeah, the barriers to entry is so low with the internet and with social media. Anyone could 
anyone with a phone can start a social media account, can start filming videos, can start helping people. Uh, so yeah, I think it's really great that you've been able to start your social media accounts and helping to educate people about personal finances. Yeah, and I think there's like not a lot of voices out there. Like there's a lot of people, especially in Canada, like there's not a ton of people out there creating a lot of content that's relevant to Canadians. You know, you, even when mm -hmm. I was, you know, learning about stuff, it, I was kind of bombarded with U.S. information. And then I had to like take that information and then like translate into like Canadian stuff because, you know, the systems work differently. They're similar, but they're still different. And so I think um, that's where I kind of wanted to jump in and, you know, kind of be that voice for Canadians, I guess, in, in the personal finance space. So. Yeah, and it's, like, always great to see, like, different faces and, like, different voices in the personal finance space because people are going to resonate with other pe with different types of people, right? And I think when it comes to people who are immigrants, I know a lot of people, they come, they like to follow me because I talk a lot about, like, the immigrant experience and, like, the struggles that my family and my um, family had to go through. And they really resonate with that. They're like, oh, you get me. And, you know, they really value the financial advice from that perspective. So just having more voices and different experiences really helps to helps everyone to feel more included and uh, educate themselves a bit more about their finances. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, being relatable is, is super important, especially if you're wanting to make some sort of an impact. I mean, it's it's a lot different when someone who's already established maybe in the thirties or forties and, you know, has already like done it, um, trying to talk to, <laughs> you know, maybe 20 year olds who are just starting to the career. So I think uh, being relatable is super important. Yeah. That's why I, I guess sometimes it's difficult to talk about personal finance with your parents because they're just like, Oh, just purchase a house. It's easy. Like, you know, um, yeah. but then, you know, circumstances have changed. Um, a lot of things are different. Um, <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> yeah I so, you, man. so today we're all talking about money conversations. So why don't we first discuss as to like why money conversations are so important in the first place? Yeah, I think like, you know, similar to anything, if, if something is discussed or at least the topic is brought up, um, if you're curious enough and you're, you know, want to learn about it, you'll, you'll learn about it, you know, you'll dig in, you'll find information on it. But I think if it's just not even a conversation, and it's a topic that's not even brought up, you just never even it never crosses your mind. And it's one of those things like you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, me personally, like I've kind of new topics, not just like beginner level, but even more like advanced expert level, like I've learned about like new topics about like, you know, different areas of personal finance. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty interesting. Let me dig into that and learn about that. And I never knew that and I never, I never even thought about even learning about it prior to, to me hearing and just talking with someone else about it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you said about just like, if you don't have a conversation about it, then you're not going to know about the topic. And like in school, we always talk about biology, we always talk about physics and you know calculus, but we never actually talk about personal finances. So if you don't get exposure at school, and then oftentimes a lot of families also don't want to talk about personal finances because they think that money is taboo. So if you don't get exposure from at home, then you don't talk about it with your friends. And it's like, this is like the reason why a lot of personal or a lot of people struggle with their personal finances is probably because there's just not enough conversations about it. It isn't like 
that they're, you know, that they didn't study it properly or that they're doing it wrong. It's just that they didn't have exposure to it, right? Exactly. And, you know, like if you get a bit of exposure to something, um, you know, you could dig in and, and learn about it. And from that point forward, it's all about like where you get your information from. And, and that's a kind of a second step in the process. But at least getting to the second step is like probably one of the most important things because you can always, you know, correct yourself and, and, you know, find the right path later on, maybe make a few mistakes. But if you don't even get on the road, you just never get forward anywhere. So. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I'm curious about how your experiences was growing up when it came to talking about money. Like, was it was money a very open topic in your family, uh, whether it was like with your parents or with your friends? Yeah, it was never like a hidden topic. I mean, you know, my parents, I'd overhear them talking about it. It wasn't like something they went in like a separate room and talked about or mm -hmm. something like that. It was kind of just out in the open, like living room, kitchen and all that and you you know little kid you're just kind of listening in being curious and just hearing what they're saying and then I think over time um you know I, once I started making my own money but like before that I didn't care about money or, or anything but once <laughs> I started making my own money and started making a decent amount of money I started asking myself those same questions and I think I was kind of different in the sense that like I just didn't just blindly follow what my parents said I mean I don't know why, but I was just kind of like, let me see what else is out there. And, you know, I took kind of pieces from what my parents were telling me, kind of the fundamentals of like saving money. And, you know, that generation, they kind of, especially as an immigrant, like my parents were immigrants too. They kind of got away with saving mm -hmm. a lot of money, buying a home and you, they did, they did well, but you know, times have changed. And now I've kind of decided to, you know, learn some things, you know, on my own as well, just through my own research and reading books and, just talking to other people who are, you know, maybe performing at a higher level than, than I am or at a similar level and just hearing their stories. Yeah, that's an important point because I think the conversations and the knowledge and advice that you get from someone is what they know. And if they are not at the place that you want to be yourself, then maybe it's not the best thing to just blindly follow exactly what they said to do. Um, I, I related to your experience as well. Like my, my mom and my dad, they're just like, oh, just save money and like never invest it because that's super, super duper risky. And sure, that might have worked for them in their time when, you know, real estate prices weren't as like skyrocketing as high. Inflation wasn't as high. They could get by by just like saving money. And that's what worked for them. But in certain times, like the times that we're in now, maybe those strategies may not work. And that's the reason why for myself, I choose to not just save my money, I choose to invest it, I choose to learn how to have multiple sources of income. And I hire people that are where I want to be. And instead of following my parents advice, I follow their advice, because they're what I where I want to be instead. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think, like, you also have to ask yourself, like, do you want to live kind of the same life as your parents? I mean, there's no problem if you want to. I mean, you could probably follow similar steps that they've taken. I mean, they just, me personally, I just, you know, I, I, they live a great life and they're enjoying themselves. But like, I just, I felt like for me personally, I just want to live a slightly different life, more, you know, freedom and just more, a bit more financial abundance than, you know, what I kind of see on a regular basis is like, you know, they have the home and all that stuff and they're doing well, but it just, you know, looking at people their age and then other ages as well, like around that 
you know, kind of generation, they all kind of live a very similar life. They, they own their home and, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of do traditional investing and whatnot. But it's just like, for me, I don't know. I, it just, I kind of asked myself, like, do I want something different and how do I get there? Yeah. So what was what like certain things that you were like, oh, I really don't want that. And I want to do something else. And like, and then how did, how did you take different action to get there? Yeah, I think like, you know, one of the the common things is like owning your home and just having that, you know, property itself. I mean, you you, you know, you're still typically paying a mortgage or, you know, even if you have the mortgage paid off, you still got to pay for bills and other stuff. And you, you know, if you don't have enough passive income coming from, you know, other, other sources, whether that's, you know, stock investments or anywhere else, I mean, you're kind of forced to work a job or forced to forced to work for money. Um, And, you know, unless you're doing something you absolutely love, doing that in your old age was just not something I was like interested in. You know, I want to be at a stage mm-hmm. in my life later on where like I could pick and choose whatever I want to do. And, you know, financial, you know, financial means is not like a, a main, main reason why I do it. Yeah. I like, it was the same thing for me. Like I, I look at my mom and she, she's a nurse and she works very hard for her money. Let's just say that. Um, she works overtime still. She, she works in Toronto. So she has to commute from Mississauga all the way to Toronto and back. And, you know, she's not getting younger. She's closing in on her sixties very soon. And I had to ask myself like, oh my God, like, do I want to, (laughs) do I want to be doing that for, for myself? Um, and obviously for me, the answer was like, no, I'm like, I don't have my mom's work ethic. There's no way that I could work hard like that for, you know, up till the age of 60. So I'm just like, okay, I got to do something else. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think like they grew up like immigrant parents, they kind of come to a new country and they just hustle, they hustle, they hustle and they build a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. they kind of just continue that trend pretty much forever. And I think, you know, as, as someone who's, you know, already kind of established, maybe your parents have built kind of a foundation for you, you, you know, they're going to expect you obviously to follow this, a similar path to what they did, which is basically work a job and kind of grind away until old age until you get your pension or something like that. But now it's like, you know, now that you have the foundation laid out, you really have to ask yourself, like, do I want to follow that same path? Or do I want to go, you know, down a different path and try something, try something a little different, you know, and I think, obviously, if you, that's a pretty, blessed position to be in not everyone gets that but you know if you if you do have that position you know you you know i would take full advantage of it yeah it it is definitely a privilege in order to you know pursue a career that you really love and that you really enjoy um i was watching an interview of do you know the singer keshi i don't know he's like getting i think so yeah Yeah, i've heard Okay, so I'm thinking he's of like, Kesha or something like that. Is that the girl or something? No, no, no. <laughs> so Keshi, he's like a new up-and-coming artist. He's uh, Asian-American. And, you know, like in the immigrant families, they're always like, oh, you got to like, you know, be a doctor and you got to like do something that, you know, that that is very stable. And what he said was like, he wanted to pursue music because he was in like such a privileged Um, situation where his parents sacrificed a lot and he wanted to make the most use of their sacrifices and that's the reason why like yes he he did go into nursing but then on the side of nursing he was actually like producing music and like singing and doing all of that stuff and like he was actually able to make it big 
Uh, and he was like, it was because he wanted to make use of his parents' sacrifices because um, your parents work so hard in order to provide a better future for you. And if you just follow in their exact footsteps, like work a nine to five job until the age of 60, it's like, I guess you can ask yourself, is that actually going to make you happy or do you want to pursue something else? Yeah, and you know, there's there's obviously like pros and cons to having that kind of pressure because I feel it sometimes too. Like, you know, I'm in a position much better than maybe some other people. Like, I'm not, you know, my family's not like ultra wealthy, but like the fact that I could, you know, I have the freedom to make that kind of choice. There is a bit of pressure where like if you do pick a pick a route, you know, you you better succeed or something because then you're gonna hear from mm -hmm. your parents like you should just become like a doctor, engineer, or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, there's pros and cons to it, but I think yeah, if you're in that position, you know. I think you do have typically a window to to take a bit of risk and you know, you don't have to go all out. I mean, you could, you could work, you know, a nine to five or a typical job and then do something on the side. I mean, a lot of people are doing it and the internet is kind of open to open that up for everyone. Yeah. So I'm curious about how you talk about money with either your parents or your friends today. Uh, I know that you said in the past that it was a relatively open topic um, but I know, like, for some friends and some people, it's like, you know, it's like, don't talk about it. Like, that's a forbidden topic. Uh, so how have you been able to navigate that? Yeah, I mean, with my family specifically, like, I pretty open book. Um, you know, I tell them kind of what I'm doing, whether it's like I'm buying another property or, you know, whatnot. Um, typically, I tell them after I've done it because you know if I tell them beforehand there's a lot of opinions that start coming in and it kind of mm -hmm. clutters your mind so I mean I typically share it after I've done something or I'm kind of in already 80% of the way there and I'm already kind of committed to it so uh, I'll share it pretty openly um, you know pros and cons of it and, and you know it's not really like a formal like sit down at a dinner table and look you in the eye and talk about it. it's more just like casual you're, you're walking around the kitchen or living room and just like Hey, I'm doing this or I'm looking at this property or, you know, I bought this property or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're interested, obviously I'll, I'll be happy to share the details. Most of the time they are, but um, with my family, it's never been super difficult. Um, it's been pretty easy going, but you know, with friends and all that, I mean, it all depends. I mean, I, it's kind of easy for me in my position because it's pretty out in the open that I talk about money and talk about investing. Right. I mean, it's, you go on my social media and that's all pretty much I talk about. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're interested to talk more about it, people just normally come to me and, and talk about it with me. Um, but if they don't, that's fine too. Like I don't really, I think trying to force a money conversation with someone is probably not the best route to go. Um, you know, finding your own kind of community and finding people that are interested in that is super important. So, I mean, whether that's, you know, for, anyone who wants to join there's a lot of personal finance communities out there right you follow pages like yours and ours and there's also like a ton of like reddit communities that like talk about personal finance and there's even people who have started their own personal finance page without you know if you don't want to show your face you could share your own journey you know without a face on it and you know mm -hmm. they get a, a large audience from that as well so i think obviously talking about it is super important you know sharing your journey is is important because i think there's a lot to learn and it kind of keeps you committed and consistent with it because if you kind of hide it, it's uh, it's easy to walk away from it. You know, like if things go wrong, like it's kind of the, just brush it off. Whereas if it's out in the open, you've kind of made a promise to everyone else, like you're doing this and you're going to keep doing it. Um, so it's kind of harder to, to run away from your problems per se. Yeah. I think one of the main reasons why 
people tend to not want to have money conversations is because there's a lot of shame. Like whether they're, they're the shame around how their parents manage their money or the way that they manage their money. Like let's say they go out into credit card debt or something like that. But if you are like hiding and trying to not think about your money, then that really just exasperates a problem and it gets the problems just get bigger. And the, the thing is like money conversations, yeah, like they don't have to be this like very intimidating sit down meeting where we're all like wearing suits and we're like discussing like the plans of our life. Money conversations can just really be like being curious and just like asking questions when, when you don't know. And there's no shame in asking questions because if we are never talk, if we never talk about a certain t topic or you were never taught it, then really there's no reason like to expect that you should know this already or you shouldn't have made that mistake. This is just how we learn. It's by making mistakes, asking questions, being curious and learning from it. From it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a lot of people like even DM me throughout, you know, the life of my Instagram page and TikTok and all that. And people kind of share what they're going through. And, you know, they people are pretty open book, you know, and I think, feeling alone and feeling like you're the only person who's got money problems is just not, I mean, it's, it's wrong. I mean, because a ton of people got money problems, you know, then, and, and, you know, it's pretty normal. So I think talking about it and being open about it and seeking that help and finding that help, it, it's, it's your first step and the most important step to actually solving them. So. Yeah. So when it came, so you're a personal finance expert and you also invest in real estate. So I'm curious about like, how did you start learning about these topics and get more knowledgeable in them? And what sort of conversations did you have to have or seek? Sorry, did it lag? I uh, can't seem to hear you. Oh, is that better? Oh, you're back. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> yeah, were you, I believe you're seeing something. Yes. Uh, the question was, oh yes. How did you learn about personal finance? You are a personal finance expert and you also invest in real estate. So what was your approach to learning more about personal finances and real estate and what sort of money conversations did you have to have? Yeah, I think, um, you know, my, my situation kind of started, um, just being curious around 18, 19, like I was working a lot of hours, had some money in, you know, in the bank and all that. And, you know, my next question was like, you know, what do I do with this money? Right. Do I like invest it? Like I, I didn't really know where, where to go with it, but I was just like, I'm just going to figure out what to do with it. Cause like rich people don't work forever, you know, like they, they take their money and they do something with it. So I was like, I got to start, you know, start somewhere. So I started learning about, you know, stock market. And I remember my dad would always like have the stock market, like CNBC on like television and all that. And I was like, yo, like, what is that? Like, yeah, I just literally asked like, just graphs. <laughs> yeah. Like just graphs. Cause that's all I used to see. And then, and just having like a casual conversation with my dad about it. And, you know, he kind of briefly explained it. I can't remember the exact conversation, but it was just like, 
it's probably the most simple question that I, I would ever ask, like, how do you make money from stocks or something like that? And, um, you know, the conversation started there. I was like 18 years old. And then, um, you know, around 19 was when I really started like jumping in and, and, and investing. And even then, like, you know, I was blessed in the sense that like my dad, he like, he, he not only like showed me kind of the basics about investing, but um, he also showed me like, he also gave me like literally $2,000, like, Hey, go invest. Right. And obviously that's not the case for our phone, but like, for mm-hmm. me, that was like 19 years old, you know, you're giving your kid obviously, you know, a few thousand, a couple thousand dollars to start investing. It was kind of like one of those situations where I was like, you know, it was just like a vote of confidence. Right. And from there, like the gates open, I was like, Oh, okay. Like my dad believes in me. So that's good. But you know, did I agree with every single thing he said about investing? No. But I was like, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn about this, right? And from that point forward, um, you know, the floodgates opened. I just started learning about investing, and then I started learning about different investments, like real estate, stocks, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's all about just being curious and being able to ask a question without feeling shame, right? Because if you were like, oh my gosh, I should already know this, and you know. Yeah, I, I'm dumb for not knowing how to invest and you never asked your dad, then you would have never learned about how to invest your money. Yeah, uh, I, have a co- I have a comment here from Ray and she says, when I even mention stocks to my dad though, he'll say, no, you'll lose money. That's because her dad lost money when he invested before and he stopped investing. But now it's not possible to not invest in this day and age. Yeah, so what I would say to people who are not able to talk about money with their parents and with their families even, um, because this was like the case for myself. Like I was not able and not allowed to talk about money with my parents because it would cause a lot of like anger and grief and shame with, with everyone. I would say to seek out people and seek out resources where you can learn from Um, because oftentimes yeah sometimes your parents may not be the greatest role models when it comes to uh, money management and sometimes you have to go outside of your circle Um, for me there was like my godmother she was someone who I saw was very successful financially and so I decided instead of listening to my parents I'm going to learn from her because she is someone who I can trust and who it has the life and has the has the financial success that I want. And that is how I was able to navigate not being able to talk about money at home and instead to seek out external people and external resources as well. What are yeah. your thoughts, Trishan? Yeah. And you know, the reality is like everyone, everyone knows a dad who lost money in the stock market, <laughs> including my dad. So, I mean, there's always going to be a person who's going to tell you things like, Oh, don't get married. Cause like marriage is terrible. Whereas like you could look the other <laughs> direction and people, you know, you can see like, a happily married couple. Right. So, I mean, it, there's always going to be different perspectives on literally everything. I mean, whether it's you should invest or not. And then versus like what you should invest in, like people will tell you crypto stocks, real estate, all these things they're going to throw at you. And then even if it's your like your career, people are going to be like, well, this career is better than the other, you know, being an engineer, you make more money than this person, you know? So there's always going to be differing opinions. Um, finding the people that, you know, that have those conversations already. And, and, you know, 
you can actually like have an open conversation with, which there's a lot, you know, especially in the internet day and age, man, like there's, you know, there's a lot of forums, a lot of communities out there, a lot of people you could follow me and you and many other people, like there's thousands of them out there. So I think connecting with the right people is super important. And it's, it's, it, it really just takes some sort of desire um, in you to, to want to go out of your way to learn about it. Cause yeah, there's a lot of things that, you know, my dad and my mom still tell me sometimes, like, don't do this, don't do that, right? Like, there's always going to be certain things they're going to tell you to not do and do, but like, you know, even if it's investing related, like, even though they they know that I understand investing and I'm super passionate about it, but they're still going to try to tell me, like, don't do this, don't try that. And I'm like, I hate to come across as, like, <laughs> egotistical, but like, I think I know a little more about this thing than like you guys, right? And like, even though that's like, obviously I don't say that, but you know, I, I still like in my back of my mind, I'm like, I know this, I understand this. And if I don't understand it, I'm going to learn a little bit about it and then connect with the right people. And, um, you know, and then I can, you know, from that point forward, I can make my own judgment and say, should I do this? Should I do that? You know? Yeah. And what Ray just said in the comments, is like our parents are just doing the best with what they know. And th that is so, that is like so true. And I, I guess a big realization that I had to make for myself is that I think often that oftentimes we see our, our parents as like these perfect beings, right? Like they birthed us, they created us, they knew everything when we were younger, when we would ask them questions. But, you know, now that we're adults, they are, and they are adults, we're equals. And they, are just as imperfect as us <laughs> like they know many things and they also don't know many things and then sometimes it's our job in order to sometimes the roles get gets flipped sometimes we have to help our parents out and help you know educate them or initiate many conversations with our parents um and yeah that, that was a really big realization to me i'm like what you don't know how to invest or like what you don't know how to do real estate investing <laughs> yeah yeah, I agree. And, you know, your parents are like, your parents, they're, they want the best for you, but their primary concern is they're trying to protect you as much as you can. And uh, mm -hmm. they're going to do and say things to protect you because, of course, you know, they're, you know, they're your parents. They're going to care for you and all that. But I think there is a level where you have to say, like, I'm going to go and I'm just going to do it. And sure, there's risk involved and there's always like, you know, things could go completely wrong, but you still have to just say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to try it. And I know you guys are going to stop me, but you know, just let me try it this one time and, and try to learn about it. And, you know, I think over time, the more you learn about it, the more educated you get on it, the, you'll be fine. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a comment here. So uh, NY Dom says, my parents are immigrants and don't know much about money and traded their time for money. I learned how to trade stocks and options responsibly and invested in stocks and ETFs and real estate. Yeah, so sometimes if your parents don't know about money or don't know about investing, sometimes you do have to go outside of your social circle and learn from other people or from other resources. Um, Jashan, for you, I'm curious. So you got into real estate and you can tell us about what your, I guess, real estate portfolio is now, but how did you learn more about real estate and what sort of mentors or people did you have to talk to in order to um, learn more about this before you, you know, dove straight into it? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I took I took a few months to learn about it. You know, initially, the conversation did start with my parents. Um, like, my dad's into real estate, and so I had mm-hmm. some conversations with them briefly about it. And, you know, he told me, you know, a lot of details about it. And then, but I always seek information outside of just what my parents will tell me, always. And, you know, because obviously your parents' information, your family, your siblings, their information is always going to be biased in a sense that, you know, they're going to tell you things to obviously, again, you know, protect you. And, you know, they're always trying to cover for your downside. But if you go outside of, of your box and you look at how much people can actually create and sure there's some risk related to it. Um, I learned about all the risks, the pros and cons and, you know, what's out there and what people are already doing. And it just kind of opened me up to like a completely different mindset, right. Versus what I was already, you know, exposed to from, you know, my own family. And so, you know, I, I did do a lot of, lot, lot of research, you know, on social media, on Instagram, there's a lot of real estate investors out there, especially from Canada and even in the U S as well. A lot of resources like bigger pockets, YouTube, you know, it's like all these like free tools out there to just kind of, you know, get your foot in the door. There's more than enough to get started. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, a little bit about my journey, like I invested about my first property, a duplex out in Windsor in, in 2020. Um, and just kind of, I didn't know everything before I invested. I kind of just knew enough to, to get started. And then I'm still figuring things out, right? Like I've been able to acquire another property and I'm still figuring things out about the renovation process and all those things. Like there's so many things mm-hmm. that you think you know it all. And then all of a sudden <laughs> more things get dumped on you and then you start to learn even more and you just kind of roll with the punches a bit. And You know, that's kind of not only how investing works, but that's just kind of how life works sometimes. Right. And so you just gotta, it's a continuous learning process. And you know, if your desire is strong enough, you'll, you'll, you'll run with the punches and keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like an analogy that I like to use is like, money management investing is really just like trying to learn how to swim you could read all of the books about swimming about how to do back crawl and breaststroke and all of those you know things but at the end of the day you kind of just have to jump in the pool and start start swimming (laughs) and see if you like try, try floating and try moving your arms in the water it's the same thing when it comes to investing you could read all of the investing books watch all of the youtube as as for like hours and hours but if you don't actually invest your money you'll never get better at it and you'll never uh, be able to grow your money because whatever thing that you start whether it's saving money investing your money investing your money in real estate you start as a beginner everyone starts as as a beginner because you you've never done it before and then you have to continuously do it put more time and energy into it and then you go from a beginner to an intermediate and an intermediate to an expert eventually. Exactly. You know, everyone starts at a beginning, beginning level and like you learn through trial and error and like, you, you never get it perfectly the first time. You might not get it perfectly the second or third or fourth or fifth time, but you know, you just keep kind of keep learning. And as long as you're learning in an upward direction, you'll, you'll win in whatever area you're, you know, you're, you're pushing towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how can we have and initiate some more money conversations? Let's say we want to learn more about personal finance or really learn about any sort of subject. What are some tips and tricks on actually initiating and having these conversations? Yeah, so, you know, first thing is obviously I would want to seek out the people who are already talking about it. So, again, like 
social media is wide open. You can literally type in like personal finance or money tips or things like that. And you start working yourself down a rabbit hole um, of, you know, creators out there, coaches, and you know, all these people who are creating content around that topic. Uh, that would be the first step I would take. It's easy. It's free. You can do it on your free time. You know, it's a, it's a, it's on the device that you're holding right now. So, I mean, it's, it's very easily, easily accessible. Right. So that would be the first step. And then, you know, you could try to talk to obviously your family as well about it. Um, but the, the thing about that is like, it's difficult bringing it up randomly out of the blue when, you know, maybe you've spent your entire life not talking about it at all. <laughs> so before bringing it up, you might want to learn a little bit about it yourself as well. You know, just so you're not just bringing up a topic, throwing it in there. And then, you know, your first few thoughts about a certain topic is maybe biased, you know, opinions from your, from your parents or from your siblings or whatever, right. Who may mm-hmm. not be fully financially educated on it. So, you know, do obviously your own research, do your own education. You know, the internet is out there. You can start having those conversations early on, you know, on communities, online communities, social media, and then, you know, go from there. And, you know, if you want to have this kind of conversations with your own friends or your family, you know, obviously you can initiate it there and you can obviously, once you have some base knowledge, you could, you can stir up some conversations and kind of spark some ideas in their head. And, you know, the thing is like people don't, you know, if someone who hasn't talked about money their entire life, you bring up, Hey, like check out this compound interest calculator. They're not going to care. Right. They want to see what the benefits of even investing is. They're going to, they want to see the benefits of what money management is. That's just the way, you know, if you want to sell something, you sell the benefits, not the features and all that stuff. Nobody cares about that. They want to see, you know, what are the benefits? So if you invest your money, you know, could you retire maybe 20, 20 years earlier? You know, if you invest mm-hmm. in and build business or something, could you do this? You know, that trip you want to go, you know, on, you know, a dream trip, the $5,000, $10,000 trip, like, can you achieve that by, you know, managing your money, you know, increasing your income, stuff like that, right? And if you could connect the two dots, having those, those conversations become a much easier and and people will actually stay engaged and more intrigued in your conversation and actually listen to what you're saying versus just saying, hey, look at this compound interest calculator. It's amazing, you know, making millions of dollars at 65 <laughs> or something like that. Like nobody cares at that point, right? Just they don't care about the numbers. They care about the benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how you said that conversations are kind of like two-way like it isn't just like you talking and telling someone what to do because that's not a conversation that's like a lecture (laughs) a conversation is like both sides it's like two people with two different opinions or two different expertise and they're talking and they're learning from each other this is what a money conversation is and like when it comes to a conversation like you have to be relatively learned and knowledgeable about that topic it like an example for me would be like (laughs) okay for me like i am not a sports person i know zero about like like basketball i know zero about like sports so then for me when i'm like talking to my coworkers about when sports is the topic I'm like silent. I like don't know what to say because I don't know what's going on. I don't know the teams. I don't know who's playing. The only thing I can do is listen. But it's the same thing when it comes to money conversations. If you don't know anything about money, then it might be a little bit difficult to engage and to you know, share your own opinions about money. But when you educate yourself, you learn more about it, you Let's say you follow certain mentors on social media, you read blogs, you 
listen to podcast episodes and you can you know learn a little bit more about money then that's when you can actually have a conversation you can you know talk to your parents and be like oh like have you thought of this like what are your thoughts on investing or what are your thoughts on real estate and that is how both parties and both sides can actually learn and um, benefit from one another yeah and I think sharing, you know, your own progress as well is super important, right? Because it's one thing to say, hey, this is a good idea. Like, this is amazing, right? But you haven't done it yet, right? So mm. people are just going to be like, ah, oh, this guy's just kind of full of it, right? But if you start actually sharing your journey and sharing what um, what you're doing. So, for example, in my, you know, my situation, like, I remember, you know, prior to buying, like, my first property, I was like, I'm going to buy in Windsor, which is the city I bought in. I'm like, I'm going to buy in Windsor. I told a few people that and they're like, you're crazy. That's like four hours away. Nobody lives there. Like, I don't know. The, like the, the, the amount of like backlash that I got at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Anyways. Right. <laughs> yeah. And after I did it and they kind of see a bit of success there, people are like, Oh, like that's amazing. I want to invest in Windsor too. And I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to invest in real estate. Right. Mm-hmm. And now like I, you know, start investing in the U S and now people are like, Oh, well, like it, you know, I told people I'd invest in U.S. and people would hit me with like, well, how are you going to do that? What are you going to do? You know, that's kind of a bad idea. Use it, this, that, you know, but that now that I've done it and I kind of share the journey about it, you know, people are like, oh, okay, that's pretty interesting. I would want to do that too, right? So I think it's one thing to just obviously like tell people like, hey, you should do this, you should do that. And, but, but there's another whole, you know, idea where like, if you act, you can actually like not only tell people like, hey, I'm doing this, this is amazing, and you can have this conversation, but also share your own journey as well. People are always watching, man. I mean, especially your close, you know, family members or friends, like people are watching what you're doing for the most part. And, you know, if what you're doing is good and you're seeing benefit out of doing certain things like investing or whatnot, they're going to be interested, right? And I've had people who I've known my entire life and we've never had a money conversation before and like randomly out of the blue, like they'll message me and be like, hey, man, I like what you're doing, love to chat, you know, like it's, it's so random, but it's like, because I've been sharing my journey, what I've been doing, people are, people are intrigued and interested. So yeah, the people it's all to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about showing what is possible because a lot of people will have their own limiting beliefs about themselves and what they are able to achieve. And then they are putting those beliefs onto you and to others. So then they'll like, Oh, it's impossible for me to invest in real estate. So it's impossible for you as well. But when you show them that it's possible, like, oh, yeah, I bought a house in Windsor. And oh, I also invested real estate in the US. And they're like, oh, that kind of like breaks down their belief. It's like, if Jashan could do it, I can do it too. And then that opens up the conversation. I had a similar experience with myself. Like when I, I went to business school and I learned all about personal finance and investing, And I was telling my sister, like, oh, like, you should, like, invest, you should manage your money this way and invest like this. And at the time, because I wasn't working yet, I wasn't really investing my money. So she was just like, who the hell are you to tell me what to do? Because you haven't even done it yet. Right. And then I kind of realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably why she didn't listen to me. Because I didn't have the results that she wanted. But then after a year or two after working, I saved up a lot of money. I was investing a lot of money and I was making good money. Then she started to be like, oh, can you teach me how to do that? (laughs) And she was a lot more open and receptive to receiving help and to having a conversation about money. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, sharing what you do and, and sharing, you know, the benefits of like what you've seen is like super important to get that conversation rolling and people will actually come to you with questions rather than you telling them kind of, you know, how you did it and all that stuff. They'll just be asking you, how'd you do it? You know, what are the steps that I could take and whatnot? So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, sharing the journey, sharing, you know, what, what, you know, you've been doing and what you've been up to is, is important to, to the whole you know puzzle. Yeah. And what I also will say is that I'm sure a lot of people are kind of reluctant to not share about what they've done and what they've accomplished because they're like, oh, I don't want to brag. And like, you know, I don't want people to, you know, think that I'm like too rich or something like that. But I guess the way that I see it, and I'm sure the way that you see it as well, it's like we're sharing our story and we're sharing our wins and all of the things that we've accomplished so that we can help more people, so that we can show them that it's possible and that this is a path. If we can do it, we are just regular humans as well. If we can do it, you can do it as well. Yeah. And, you know, the people who, let's say, do hate on what you do or, you know, just, I guess, don't believe in what you're doing or they think you're a fraud or whatever the case may be, right? You wouldn't want those people in your life anyway. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to have any sort of conversation with those people in the first place. So, in my opinion, like my social media, sometimes I almost use it as like a filtering tool because like people will follow me because they want to see what I'm already talking about. And people who don't want to follow me who, you know, might leave, let's say I post a video and they leave a negative comment. I wouldn't want those people following me anyways. And they probably don't want to follow me anyway. So it's good. You know, it's a win-win, right? I mean, so I think honestly having that, you know, I guess mental, whatever you want to call it, you know, strength or whatever to say like, hey, I don't want to, you know, I want to associate with myself with people who are actually interested in what I do and, and either are interested, supporting, or they just enjoy what, you know, what you post on social media or just what you talk about. You want those people in your life anyways. I mean, people who don't support you, don't like what you do, like you wouldn't want to be around those people anyway. So, I mean, I think having conversations and talking about what you like doing and talking about your passions, see it as like a way to filter people out, right? People that you want in your life and people who don't want, you don't want in your life. And, you know, if you could just have that mental strength and, and mindset, I, I think having those conversations are much easier. Mm-hmm. And that is a great way to, great, great outlook in order to think about it. The way that I see it as well is like getting unfollows on Instagram is a good thing because for every unfollow that you get, you get another follower who is like, oh my gosh, I love this and I want to be here. Uh, And that's the same thing with your own life in person. When you are just your authentic self, you're going to repel all of those people that are not going to get along with you anyways. (laughs) And then when you are your authentic self, you are going to attract the people that are like, oh my gosh, I love you because you are just being yourself. Um, And I think that's the reason why it like there's that saying of like the five people that you hang out with is like you you are the average income you're the average wealth you have the average success of those five people because you are having conversations with them you are adopting their beliefs their what they believe in their perspectives and that is going to influence all of your actions and all of the things that you do with your life um so who you hang around with is very important. So you might as well have people that you actually enjoy and can learn from as well. Totally agree. hundred um, percent. 
Okay, so Jashan, today we talked all about let we're, we talked all about having money conversations when it comes to our personal finances. What is some last little advice that you would like to give to uh, our listeners today? Yeah, I think if you're just getting started in the journey, just soak it all in. It could be probably overwhelming, you know, a lot of information coming at you, but um, you know, follow the right people. Follow people who you feel like are being genuine and um, I think especially in the beginning stages, I'll probably stay away from the people who are just flashing like the cars and all that, but give you no context whatsoever. You know, make a hundred bucks and a thousand bucks in Bitcoin today. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know like I used to see stuff like that, especially when I was like in high school. So I'd be like, yo, I want to do what that guy's doing. But it's like turns out to be like some scam or something like that. So yeah, you know, follow people who are like, you know, transparent, honest, and you know, share a little bit about themselves as well, because it shows some uh you know, vulnerability there and like, you know, shows, you know, they're, they're really showing the real you. So, you know, seek out the right advice, um, you know, so called in all the information and then, you know, make your, base your opinion off that and, and take action, right? I mean, you're never going to know it all before getting started. You know, just get started and then you figure it out and you don't have to put both feet in, you put one foot in and then, you know, you learn, you learn, you learn and then you could you know, put both feet in and then you keep learning and keep learning and then you take both feet out and you put them back in. So, I mean, it's always a learning progress, but uh, yeah, I'd see, you know, follow people that are transparent, start, you know, start breaking that barrier. If you, you know, just people that you want to have a money conversation with, just try it out, you know, do your own research, but then try it out and, and you know, open mm -hmm. that, you know, break, do like a bit of an icebreaker or whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah. I would also say like, just be curious just ask questions and have no shame to um, be able to ask for advice or ask for help because there is no shame in that. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jashan, thank you. This was an amazing money conversation that we had. This is something that you guys can do with your parents, with your friends, with your colleagues. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation and um yeah, I hope you guys learned something new today. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you having me on. Yes. Thank you, Jashan. Take care. Cheers. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.